the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, the answer. Yo, yo, you tune into another week of Black and White with John Anthony. Go wash your hands, you filthy animals. Hey, I'm so excited this week. Um, as you guys know, um, there's an election coming up on Tuesday. So this, is, this show is going to be a fun-packed show filled with people who want to run for office. That's a scary thing. But I'm so glad today that I have a guest co-host who's actually... Knows that and understands what it means to run for office. I want to introduce you guys to Julie Cho. Hi, Julie, welcome hi, to Black hi. and Right. Thank you, thank you. What an honor. Are you Are you nervous? Oh no, I'm excited. You don't look nervous anymore. <laughs> what, what, what did you think about my intro? That was very uh, graceful. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to give a shout out. My girl Sheree, who lives down in Texas, she, Sheree Brown, who lives down in Texas, sent that to my wife and I. And we just died laughing. And I said, to, I, I came in, I said, Hoff Daddy, we got to open up the show with this. Wash your hands. Now, and then I'm looking at the news, and now the big deal is that Trump is shaking hands with people and could possibly be spreading the coronavirus. Are you kidding me? I have to tell you, I've been way ahead of that trend of washing hands. I think uh, I learned that in kindergarten. That you a, should probably wash your oh, hands. Oh, I thought I was the trend maker. But no, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> no. So, Julie, who's Julie Chow? I am Julie Cho. <laughs> I am that same Julie Cho that ran as a Republican in Evanston last election cycle Wait. for state rep. <laughs> uh, there were Republicans in Evanston? <laughs> uh, last election cycle there was. <laughs> was it a shock to you? That no. was a shock to everybody in Evanston I, I, as well. I, I, it, was, it was really, it was something to ponder. It was, it wasn't, I, I don't think it was a shock to uh, the people of Evanston. They were offended and it was an insult. Right. <laughs> that you would challenge that establishment. Yeah. See, so that's why you're on the show today. Oh, thank you. Because I, I like people who I've challenge. accomplished something then. Yeah. <laughs> I love people that challenge uh, establishments. So, so, I mean, what, what, what led you to become a Republican? Is this, some, is this something that you've always done? I mean, your families are all Republicans or this is something you invo- evolved into? Well, I don't know if I... I, I, I've been asked that question. When did you decide to join the Republican Party? I don't know. I mean, uh, I think the right question would be, um, when were you uh, start believing in, when did you start believing in mm. free enterprise and free market oh. and small government? So when did that, you that start? Would be, that would be the answer. That, that would be the right question and the right answer, right? All right. <laughs> so so when, when did you start? I mean, was, was it uncomfortable 
uh, going around friends, realizing that yeah, you know, them realizing that you don't you no longer think and believe the way they do. No, so I did not realize that um, my fellow Korean and other Asian friends were not Republicans, and I and, you know I, I've never really been involved in any kind of political activities before. I ran right. um, and beyond the uh, extent of going to the polling booth and voting, right? That, right? that was really the extent of my political activities. Right. And I think, um, I don't know, maybe uh, a year before I decided to run, I found out, I learned that most of my Asian and my Korean friends were Democrats. And, and it, you know, not because I always thought that I was a Republican, mm-hmm. but I've always been a believer of free enterprise and right. free market and small government because anytime that you give the government any money or power when was the last time that they really used it for the people that they serve uh, they always use it to 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 you know increase their personal gain so you know that what that's my personal belief and i think most of my uh, asian and korean friends also share the same same belief yeah except that they just vote for democrats and <laughs> so so are you doing something to try to to bring in more and you know we're going to be talking to Brandon Strocker from Walk Away from, sure. from the hashtag Walk Away right, campaign right 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 is, is there something that you're doing to try to bring in more cuz i know that's that's my role my, my right, job right, right. is to bring in more blacks into the the uh, not so much the republican party but into the to understanding what free market enterprise is, what, right. what, what it actually means. Right. I think uh, most agents understand what free market and free enterprise is, and they they appreciate government, small government, because they uh, they come from Asian countries who's exploited right their exactly. people for thousands of years. So it's not the the principles and ideologies that they don't believe in or they're not familiar with. Right. It's just that um, they're not sure whose flat platform aligns with these ideologies. That's what it is. <laughs> so so I, I, I think you might have had something to do with this caller we just got in. Uh, this, this, this caller is out there saying right now that he wants to talk about the coronavirus. Oh, sure. Uh, and he's, he's out right now shaking hands. Ooh. You better have hand sanitizer. Uh, we have, uh, is it sixth congressional candidate, Jay Kinsler? Jay, welcome to the show. Yes, hi. Hey, yeah, hi. Jay. <laughs> Thank you, uh, John and Charles. And uh, Julie. who's that, Cindy? Julie. Yeah, Julie. 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 Oh, Julie, I love you, Julie. Thank you for all your help during the campaign. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so, and thanks for having me on the show. Yes, my name is Dr. Gordon J. Kinsler. I'm the Republican candidate for Congressional District 6. I'm not your typical career politician because I have a day job. I work over at Elmhurst Hospital. I'm a surgeon there. And I also do kidney transplants over at Christ Hospital. So although I'm not an infectious disease expert, I talk with our infectious disease team Pretty much every day, uh, particularly as you guys know, big big is the the coronavirus and right. what we need to do to prevent it and to try to. So, keep what are the, they saying, Jay? What, what what are the infectious people? Because you know, you you see a lot well, that's going on that you know everybody has their own opinion. But what are the facts? Right. Okay. So so here are the facts. The the coronavirus is basically like a cold type virus. It did come from a bat, so we don't have a lot of natural immunity to it as a human, like we do with a lot of the other cold viruses, because it's a little bit different. But what we're already seeing, it's acting like many of the other coronaviruses, which are the flu virus, um, where you get what's called a waxing and waning. And we're already seeing in China where where the wax has already happened and the wane on a bell-shaped curve is starting to come down. Mm. Now, we look at viruses basically with mortality rate. The mortality rate simply the number of people who've perished from the disease versus the number of people that have it. Right. So, for instance, one of the most 
dangerous viruses that we've been faced with lately was the Ebola virus. And that had a, a mortality rate of anywhere from 25 to 75%. We had MERS, which came from the Middle East, SARS, which came from Southern China. Those had mortality rates that ranged anywhere from 10 to 30%. Wow. What we're seeing with the coronavirus in the United States, and that's where you know most of our listeners are particularly interested, is it's is probably 4%, and it's now heading down to 1%. And my prediction, and many of my colleagues feel, that it will become even a lower number. Because remember, it's the number of deaths versus how many people have it. Well, in the Correct. United States, mm-hmm. as of a couple days ago, there were you know poss- approximately 5,000 cases. I think President Trump said this morning at his news conference that maybe there's been 4950 deaths. So that puts it at 1%. The big thing is, guys, is there's a lot of more people that probably have been exposed to it but haven't been diagnosed. And as we do more diagnosing, the number of people that have it may go up, but when this, the number of deaths stays low, the mortality rate's going to go down. Right. So, so to give you an example, the, the common flu this year has mortality rate of about 0.1%, okay? So, like the coronavirus, the COVID-19, is probably going to be about 1% pretty soon. As more people are diagnosed that have very mild cases or don't even have symptoms, that N is going to go up and that mortality rate is going to start heading down towards even the flu, right. which at that point, I think people will be able to take a little breath and a little sigh of relief. Now, it's hey, not to hey, say we hey, don't Jay. have to take... Yeah, hey, Jay. Go ahead. hey, look, we, we got about a minute left. This is what I want to do for you. Okay. I want to give you a, uh, a minute to pitch your speech why the voters of the 6th District should uh, choose you, and if you've got a website, anything like that, too, okay. for people to reach you for these well, last couple I of days. Said, thank you. As I said, um, uh, you know, I'm not a career politician. Basically, I take care of people for, for my livelihood, for my life. That's my de- what I'm dedicated to. Um, I'm a unifier, not a divider. I think right now we need people in Congress that bring people together from both sides of the aisle to take care of, of, of what, you know, could be a crisis if we don't handle it properly. Also, in the medical side of things, I think we need, you know, God bless the lawyers that are in Congress. And my brother's a lawyer and I love him dearly. <laughs> but I think we need a few physicians as well that have a real inherent understanding of things like the coronavirus, like like what's what's good with our medical system and what we need to improve on. So that's what sets me apart from, I think, my other um, website? rivals. Uh, website is www.kinslerforcongress.org, and I really appreciate your opportunity to talk. And, you know, people can email me if they have specific questions about the coronavirus, and All right. I'd be happy to help. There but, you have it. Jay Kinsler, candidate for the 6th Congressional District. Thanks so much for joining us, Jay. Thank hey, you. Thanks. We had it to break, but while we're at it, why don't you go and give this page a like, Black and White Radio. Give it a like, give it a share. Uh, you can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Tanil. Um, and you can find Dr. I mean, I call you Dr. Julie Cho on Facebook. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. Got my guest co-host in today, Julie Cho. Hi. Dr. Julie now. You got a nickname now. Dr. Julie. (laughs) Dr. Julie's in the studio with me. Um, Wow. The coronavirus is just taking off. It's it's simply everywhere. You can't go anywhere. You can't watch anything. It's like 
do you do you recall this happening with the H one N one swine flu? No, no, and um, no, I it, it wasn't like this at all, and we weren't even advised to wash hands at the time. No, <laughs> I, I I recall. I I I, 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 I t- my son and I were talking about. It. He said, "Dad, I don't." I said, first of all, you were three, <laughs> so I'm sure you don't. You really wouldn't probably remember." But remember, initially, I think it was like eight days, nine days after it happened, there was a public health emergency that President Barack Obama then called. Mm-hmm. Six months later, he then declared a national emergency. Six months later, mm-hmm. I believe it was like a thousand, close to a thousand people had died and so many people were infected. But by there, there wasn't any kind of hysteria like this that we see now with coronavirus. Could, 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 it, could the re- reason be there's an election coming up and maybe they want to take out? I wouldn't out? doubt it. <laughs> I, I, I've already, I've the already, media. Yeah. I've already named it Operation Takeout Trump. I think, I think. Well, I believe it. And, I and believe it. Not the virus. Yes. Not the virus, the media. The media. The media. And, 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 and how they're framing this. And, and to do it right before the primary, Correct. right? And, and the Democratic primary is, yeah. is going to be more heavily affected by it. I right? agree. Speaking yeah. of primaries. Yes. <laughs> hey, look at that segue. You are, you, you, she gets, she gets this. She's, Dr. Julie, I think. You need to invite me back. You've done radio <laughs> more than once. Speaking of primary, I, so last, I think, George, what was that, about a week, two weeks ago when we were doing the Northwest Side GOP? Event, I think it was two or three weeks. Um, George's, I, I've, I think the cat's has his the time. The twentieth, I think, right? The February twentieth. <laughs> yeah, the twentieth. Uh, I, I got a chance to co-moderate that event, mm-hmm. and there was <laughs> oh, George is coming back on me hard with this one. Uh, there was a, a, a candidates forum for U.S. Senate candidates, and I had an opportunity to the, the guy who was seated closest to me was now I, I'm I'm a butcher of names. I've been told, uh, Casey. Hallebeck. Very good. Excellent. Hallebeck. You've done it the very good I've job. I've done it the very good time. Okay, good. Uh, Casey, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. and uh, you? I'm happy to be your, in your household today and Thank you. share my uh, thoughts on... Nice meeting you, finally. <laughs> pleasure. Wait, in person. George, George, Half Daddy's mic's not working. I win, I, win the, I win the day. Thank Half you. Half Daddy fixes oh, everything. Oh, God. There it is. <laughs> God darn it, I thought I was winning. Just when I think I'm winning, I'm not. So, Casey, talk to the people. Talk to my listeners. Who's Casey Hlebeck? First of all, Casey Hlebeck is someone that was born in Poland and immigrated from the socialist Poland system with nightmares to bear. And I come here with the experience of the system that right now we are engaged or embracing. So for me... And what's the system? Pardon me? What's the system? The system is socialism. Mm. Actually, today there's a little bit more refined way of describing it. It's called cultural Marxism. But if time permits, we can dwell on it. But I experienced all the horrors of that system, and I saw it in real life. And it was not just a textbook exercise it was a real life so i come to this to this debate and now as a candidate candidate for the senator i like to tell american people i like to tell your audience mm-hmm. be very careful this is a very treacherous territory we have never been through that before we have never actually seen socialism succeed all we've seen are the failures, and Poland was one of them. It starts all the very mild shortages of services, shortages of 
uh, products, etc., mm-hmm. ends very badly. Sometimes it gives a collapse of society, sometimes death, you know, killings, mass right. killings. An example would be even uh, Russian Revolution, 20 million people died. Well, China, we talk about so much today. Mao Zedong, he was responsible for 60 million people killed. Wow. So it is uh, something that we have to remember that ultimately it ends up very badly to us. So I come to help people make that decision because I think we are actually at the time where existential ideology is at Mm -hmm. stake. Are we going to be a socialist? Are we going to still strive with communism, with capitalism, but tweak it because we need to tweak it. So quick question. What kind of health care system did Poland have in the in the socialist uh, country of Poland? Well, communist system is always prescribed to the same uh, principle. That is that um, everybody, the the government run health care system, (laughs) government run system. And you're you basically just are there to enjoy the best of your life. Um, and your elites are telling you exactly what to do um, because they have the prescription for your happiness. Do, do they also determine how long you, 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 you have to wait to be seen by a doctor and all that in Poland? Well, let's, um, that, that's a very good question because I'll, I'll say this, that they, in theory, try to prescribe this formula of supplying the health care to all, but let's face it, that was a med- very mediocre, and it's very many times you would have to wait long times to get admitted. Okay, so what was the wait time if you wanted to see a doctor? How long did you have to wait? Well, it, some 40 years ago, that could have been weeks. Sometimes it could have been months. Wow. Because there are certain... Um, Specialties, uh, medical specialties and, that were not doctor, available. And then who decides? Who decides who gets to see uh, the doctor? Well, the government decides who who, who gets to it, see the doctor. It, it may not be necessarily government uh, decides, but the restrictions are based on based on uh, availability and availability. You cannot if you don't have the specialists, if you don't have the uh, hospitals, you cannot get the care. Well, so, well, well quick, Casey, tell us about um, you. You had a press conference, a press release recently about your first piece of med- uh, first piece of legislation if you're elected. Can you talk to the audience about what that legislation is? Um, the most recent one that we published is actually has an acronym Hlebeck Bill. Now Hlebeck stands for Constitutional Historic Legislation for Endowment of Birth Equality Knowledge. Uh, what is significant in this is that we um, during our course uh, of life, we experienced a lot of difficulties, tragedies, um, but we never approach it from a perspective how to prevent it. So from the inception of life to your death, we would like to provide education at high school level at every stage of your life, starting with unwanted pregnancies, then maybe through school years, issue with drugs, issue with home violence, issue with gun violence, until the death may be a question of euthanasia. So at every stage, we'd like to provide... Wait, wait, question a question of euthanasia? 
<laughs> euthanasia. Well, it's maybe not as common in the States, but it is common in Europe. Nonetheless, at every stage, we need to give young generation opportunity. What are the options that they can decide and early on learn about the dangers that is associated with it, especially with gun violence when we are talking today, because all we know about gun violence is how to incarcerate people, but how to prevent is a difficult question. And that's where I think school is the key. If you, at early time, teach a younger generation how to handle school or how to respond to so violence. Do you, have a, do you have a plans to uh, educate the teachers then? Well, Who you, are we going to teach that's these that's younger a, that's, that's a very generation. good question, but I tell you, you got, initially... You have to, to answer that question. Initially, to just to get the program going, I think we should use experts, you know, which are pro-life or pro-choice. Because if you do it at this at the public school system as well, you have to provide both. But yeah, I would use yeah. exactly the the uh, existing. Uh, I, I think you have. I think you'll have a, a a big problem with the euthanasia aspect of it with with the uh, especially the, the the pro-life crowd here in America. I think that 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 part is going to be. Something you're gonna have to, a problem with, but let's, let's, let's nevertheless. Let's not, I'm not can, a promoter. I'm, not, I'm just saying well, that to we, teach them about it. Yeah. Okay. So, how can people reach you? Do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook page? Where can people reach out to find Casey for Senate? And uh, thank you for this question because my website is exemplary, and also it shows that my program is most comprehensive. So, take a look at the www.kcforsenate.com because I have it in dozens of languages. There are half a dozen of videos that will actually outline the uh, major issues of my campaign, of my programs. Okay. So not that just that you can read, but you can also listen and view. So there you have it. U.S. Can- US Senate candidate Casey Halibut. I got it. You got Yay. it. Thank you. C-A-S-C-Y. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, while you're at it, go ahead and follow me at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Speaks. Follow this radio show, Black and White Radio on Facebook. Give it a like. Give it a share. We'll be right back with Brandon Straka. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Happy to have in studio as my guest co-host, Dr. Julie. Welcome to Black and Right. <laughs> uh, we're still waiting on Mr. Straka to give us a call, so... Uh, let's let's continue our talk though, um, Julie, about this coronavirus and 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 the hysteric the hysteria behind it. I mean, I mean, when you look at what just I mean, just I personally think it's a bioweapon. I, I may be that might be you know my my uh, aluminum foil tinfoil hat on. But I am it, with you on that. So I've got tinfoil hat as well. Yeah, but it <laughs> seems like most of if you. When, I, I went back and I looked at all of these things and I saw how all of them were geared toward I mean, manufactured and. Um, in China, when you look at it, and you know what they're saying now? What's that? That that that, that this coronavirus was invented by Americans. I, I heard that. So guess what? Guess what? We have the one, the only, the man who I believe is single-handedly changing the dynamics of politics in America with his hashtag walkaway campaign, Mister Brandon Straka. Welcome to Black and Right. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, and that's uh, that's quite an introduction. Hi, <laughs> Brandon is my hero. Hello. Hi, uh, <laughs> you're oh, my hero, you. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so nice. Thanks. 
I, I have been following you from the moment you started this. But so what? How, what? What? What motivated you to start the campaign? The the walk away hashtag walk away campaign. Well, so, you know, a lot of people know I'm a former Democrat, former liberal myself. And in 2016, I actually voted for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. as we see so many people who are so angry and hostile and rageful that, you know, about Donald Trump and I was one of those people. And when Trump got elected president in uh, 2016, I was completely shocked and outraged because, you know, the media that I trusted told me that he had no chance of winning, that, you know, that his movement wasn't real. He, you know, that he was a racist, a bigot and all of these terrible things. So when he did win, I wanted, I went on this quest to try to kind of understand how it happened. Like what, how did they get it so wrong and, and how did this end up happening? And so it kind of led me on this long journey of research, which ultimately opened my eyes to the fact that the media that I've been trusting my entire life was being incredibly deceptive, uh, and, and engaging in false narratives and lies and misinformation. But I think most um, shocking to me was the ways in which they're manipulating identity. Ah. If you're a black person, a brown person, an LGBT person, yes. we are being used, we yes. are being lied to, we're being manipulated. And that's why I decided to speak out and do something about it. So, Brandon, so what is, uh, in your experience uh, with Walk Away, what can we... Um, what was successful in letting people see that we are being manipulated? Well, I think that, uh, you know, it's really, I think, just giving people permission to sort of engage with the side of their brain that is, <laughs> is geared toward common sense. Yeah. Because people, I think, are get even the people who I think are, are, are outraged and are kind of getting swept up into this group think and the tribal mentality of the, of the, of the outrage culture they're looking around and they, they turn on their news every night and the news is telling them the sky is falling. It's doomsday. You know, white supremacists are taking over wow. America, all this stuff. And then they go outside and they're like, you know, real life doesn't seem to be matching up with the narrative that the news keeps telling hey, me. Man. And so mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. one of the most effective things is simply that this this campaign has given people permission to say, yeah, this is BS. Yes. Like this, what I what I'm being told that I'm supposed to believe is not aligning with reality. And you know, I, when I started this thing, I started it as a testimonial campaign, yes. encouraging mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to make videos and tell their stories. And so that's what started happening. And it was every type: black, brown, yes. LGBT, straight, old, young, fat, thin, every type of person you can imagine started speaking up and telling their story. And then it just, it absolutely gave people freedom and permission to say, yeah, I don't, I'm not buying into this crap either. Yeah. And I think that's been the most freedom. effective thing. Hey, so, so Brandon, yeah. I, 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 Dave Tomek, uh, he's the one that uh, introduced me to you, to you and Paul. And he said, uh, I had him on the show. And so I said, okay, I got you on the show. Now I got to go get the big, big guy. I, I need, because, so how can people get involved? What, what, Is it still about making a video, but how can people get involved and blow this up exponentially? Because I think the next election is going to be for the fight. It's going to be for the soul of this country. And we're going to need we're going to need people who are willing to just make tough decisions. So how can people get involved? Well, I would encourage anyone to go to walkawaycampaign.com and just find out a little bit more about who we are and what we do. 
Um, I would highly encourage people to volunteer if they can volunteer. If they're able to make a donation to our grassroots organization, please do. Because I'm telling you, last year we did 87 different events where we went around the country talking to the black community, the Hispanic community, the LGBT community, college kids. We did a college campus tour. We're doing all of that again this year, except for this stupid, (laughs) stupid virus, uh, which is, you know, canceling everybody's events. Like, don't even get me started on that. Because I, do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think it's a coincidence that we hear, here we are in this election and the media is now telling us, oh, don't go to public gatherings. Don't go to big events. Well, <sighs> who has the biggest public gatherings in this country right now? Yeah. I mean, what do you think they're trying to do? Right. It, right. Oh, right. Come on, Brandon. I mean, you, you are you are just definitely hitting it out of the park. I think I think people understand it. I th- and I think I think movements like yours. Giving people the freedom to, 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 to speak outwardly and unafraid is something that we, we need in this country. And I'm so glad you've joined us on Black and Right. I, whenever you're in Chicago, I want you in studio and we're going to have segments of conversations about uh, the walkaway movement. Brandon Straka uh, from the hashtag walkaway campaign. Thanks so much for joining. Thank Black you so right. much. You're my hero. Thank you both. <laughs> it was great talking with you. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Hey, Brandon Straka. You listen to the black and white on AM560 the answer. We'll be right back. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Hey, welcome back. Black and right on AM560 the answer. I'm your host John Anthony. And joining me in studio is Dr. Julie. <laughs> you know, it, it's I don't know how this started. I think it was with Jesus. Jesus Saladio, uh, when he came in, uh, we needed, we, I, I couldn't really, his Saladio couldn't roll off my tongue that well. So I just started calling him Jesus Solo. So now from that point, everybody that comes in against co-host has to get uh, a nickname. So Dr. Julie, there you go. How you like that, Dr. Julie? <laughs> um, Brandon was right. He was right. I think, I think, I think, I think identity politics is something, and I and I ran as a black conservative, black Republican, uh, but I re- I rarely ever talked, or or when I was giving speeches, and I think a lot of it had to do because I had a like ninety four ninety five percent white population that was mm-hmm. voting for me, but I rarely ever talked about me being black and Republican. I always others always talked about you know me being the black. Was that with you when you ran as well? So I campaigned mostly in Evanston. And people, white people, walked up to me and asked, I just don't understand. You're an immigrant. You're an Asian. How can you be a Republican? Talk about the liberals being open-minded. Yeah. I'm like, like, now you're telling me because I'm an immigrant and because I'm an Asian, I have to be a certain way. Well, of course. Right? Groupthink. Yeah, right? Group. And then and a white woman walking up to me calling me a white nationalist. Yeah. Imagine that. I was called a white nationalist. Well, I'm called racist. I'm <laughs> ca- wait, wait, I'm called... Wait, I'm either stupid, I'm lost, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if I can say this on radio. Uh, can I use the C word, O-O-N, coon? I, I've been called a coon, Uncle Tom, you know, I mean, you name it, I've been called. It's like, can yeah, you guys come up with something out. better? Oh, I, I, I was oh, called, sellout. Yeah, was, a sellout, I was a sellout. I've had my black card revoked. But how can, how can a, 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 a white woman call me a white nationalist? I don't know. Like, I've been like, I, I, look, I, look, look in the mirror. Remember, <laughs> the, the, the party who, who preached tolerance have now become the party of intolerance. Because unless 
unless it lines up with one of their views or what they think of what they believe. As long as you stay, you stay within that 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 square circle, whatever they want. As long as you stay within the parameters of that, the moment you move the goalpost, or the moment you move out, because you realize, wait a minute, something's not right about this ideology. Something's not right about the party. You're in trouble, right? But I don't think they were ever a party that preached um, inclusiveness. I think as they were limiting. Uh, more and more, right? Uh-huh. They they just that was just propaganda. Correct. Uh, the the, the whole a, tolerance thing. Yeah, the whole tolerance saying. thing was. I don't think they were ever the party of tolerance. They were always the party of intolerance, um, and excluding people. Yeah. And when people called them out on yeah. it, then they started pitching. Oh, but we are the people of tolerance. Yeah, my my my, my buddy Mays, he's on another radio show here. Uh, he talks about it a lot. You know, his his whole question is, what's in it for the black people? But when you look at what some of the message that he comes out with um, and you look at how what look at Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Who saved his race? I'm punning, no pun intended, but who saved his, 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 his hind? Who saved him? It was the black voters. Mm-hmm. But what are they getting out of it? Nothing. Nothing. That I know of. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. They're not getting anything out. So to his, to, to Mays Jackson's point, what's in it for the black people? Nothing. And do you remember what he was saying about the poor kids being just as good and talented as the yeah. white people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I also remember that, you know, Barack Obama is a very talented um, and well-spoken person. So, I mean, like what blacks can't be well-spoken blacks can't be this. Oh, get, get, get out of mm-hmm. Dodge. But I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. I am. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm really getting tired of not so much tired that I'm like, Oh, I'm done. I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm going to give up the fight. Not that tired. I'm tired now where I'm going to start punching back. That's why I decided to run. Yeah. Because I was tired of being called a racist and a sexist just because I voted for Trump. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can. (laughs) An Asian female immigrant being called a sexist and racist. And a white nationalist. Don't forget that. And white nationalist, right. (laughs) I I mean, we're all nationalists, though. What's wrong with being a nationalist? What's wrong with loving the country that gave you your birth? What's wrong with loving the country that gave you opportunities that you won't get? In North Korea, that you won't get no, in China, no, that no, you won't no. get just south of us in Venezuela. What's wrong with loving this nation, this country that's done so many great things? I still believe America is exceptional. There's no other country like this country. And that's why people you have people like Casey Halebek who come here. You have people like Max Solomon who have come here and they've, 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 they've done great things with their life because they understand freedom and opportunity. They understand that the free market which simply works in, 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 in some of these countries for, at, for their advantage, they understand that. And that's why they become so successful. That's why people like, I mean, think about this. I lived in Korea for 16 years. I, that, that, <laughs> that was my next question. I lived in Korea for 16 years, and you don't see the kind of, the level of freedom and individual rights that you see in this country. I think people who have never lived in another country outside of America yeah. just totally take the kind of, the level of freedom and rights that we enjoy for granted, yeah. we take it for granted. We do, so, yeah. And and, yeah. and 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 you know what? And then and but but when you and I say stuff like this, we're lost. You know, we 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 wait wait. We're playing. No, we're the, not lost. We are called a sellout. Yeah, and yeah. white nationalist. Yeah, <laughs> because because we don't want to we don't want to talk about how the how bad America is. Has America had faults? Yes, but she's great. This is still the best country. Amen. <laughs> you hear that? America is exceptional. America is still the best country. It's okay to be a Trump supporter. It's okay. It's okay. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back.
this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Hoff Daddy, we got to make, we got to, we got to get Marcus to change this so that, that, that hook can drop. Because I want to hear that lose yourself. Hey, you tune in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in studio is my guest co-host is Dr. Julie Cho. Hi. You having fun yet? Yes, very much. I'm coming back. What if I tell you the first hour is already over? Oh, no way. <laughs> first hour is pretty no. much in the books, in the tanks. Um, it's over. <laughs> what do you think? I about am that? definitely coming back. You coming back? <laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> so, I, so, so you know, when, when when Charles Love was here, Charles and I, um, one one of his big ideas was to do um, what we call the Lexit, the Jexit, the Blexit, all of the people who were exiting from all the different minority groups who were exiting and to have a show. Mm-hmm. And Charles Love, your name was the first name that Charles Love mentioned. Oh, what an honor. Yeah, I'll he, have to give him a call today. You have to. <laughs> he, he wanted to make sure that you were the first one on the show that to, so that we can put that show together. Wow. And mm-hmm. to, to, to Brandon Strzok's point, you know, the identity aspect of, of politics, it works. And, and I love his point of, you know, giving people freedom yeah. and why. And I think really that's truly why that is why his movement is successful. Yeah. Because it's offering freedom. Now, I, I can't wait until we can get to the point where we start seeing people uh, who are in Hollywood and the music industry and all these people come out and say, you know what? I'm proud to be a conservative. I'm proud to be a Republican. Oh, I'm just proud to be somebody that just doesn't vote for the leftist progressive agenda. Right about that. When, when will that happen? Do you think we'll see that? When you invite them to your studio. <laughs> well, one of them I, I am by, I'm I won't say the name yet, um, but he's um, somebody that I'm going to invite. He's from Hollywood. Ooh. He's done a lot of um, movies. Uh, he's wrote. He's just written a book, and he's going to come on the show to talk about his. That book. That is when I'm going to come back and co-host. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to you want to go off and just say hey, ah, no, but he's he's a really, really really cool dude. Uh, even though we have our differences, we don't agree. He still respects my ability to have a difference of opinion. And I think that's where we've lost it. I agree with you. Um, so there was a time, I remember the time when Republicans and Democrats could still be friends and have civil discussions. Yeah. That time is gone and lost. It is. I mean, look at, <laughs> look at what the coronavirus is doing. It's, 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 it's dividing us in ways where, you know, I mean, you, <laughs> not it has destroyed this country. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've been hanging out with a guy who's a trader on Walsh on, 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 um, down in Chicago, the what is it called? The board, board, of, board of trade. Yeah, yeah. I've been hanging out with a guy. His company lost forty four million dollars one day, forty some other million dollars another day. And but he's one of the smartest individuals I've ever met. And I've learned so much about the stock market, you know, the numbers. I mean, looking at, you know, percentages and and you'll know when the market likes something based upon which, if it's the S&P 500, if it's the, the, the Dow. I mean, I'm going to show my ignorance a little bit, just a little bit. I had no idea that that 23000 was if you buy one stock of every major, all 30 of the. Right. Yeah. They didn't teach me that in Chicago public schools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm telling on myself. I'm being, I'm being honest. And but but I learned I learned so much. In your defense, you went to Chicago Public School. Uh, that's what I just, yes. I just said that. <laughs> I just said that. Yeah. You know. So, um, but coming up in the second hour, though, Julie, we're going to talk with a candidate that I believe um, the, the third congressional district. I don't think it was even in play. I'm a, no, no no disrespect to the. He's looking right at me like what? 
<laughs> but I think it would have been harder to defeat the current guy that's in there. And you see, you're starting to see so many people saying that we need, if you're a Republican, you need to go out and vote for the Democrat in the race because he's pro-life. Well, I think if the person, if he's defeated and the person who's, who's a female who's running there, I think that seat is in play, the third congressional district. We talked with Mike Frisalone uh, in the second hour, and I'm really excited about that. Me too. Thank yeah. you for running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, follow me at Twitter at J Anthony Speaks, Facebook at J Anthony Speaks, Instagram at J Anthony Speaks. Interact with us. Tell us what you think of the show or, or what you want us to talk about. We'll be right back with Mike Frisalone, candidate for the third congressional district. to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in studio is my guest co-host, Dr. Julie Cho. How was that first hour for you? That went by really, really fast. I told you it was going to go by. And it was super fun. It was fun? Yes. Yeah, Brandon Straka was... was Like I said, he's my hero. (laughs) He was really the highlight of of that first Mm -hmm, hour. mm -hmm. I I really hope I can get him in studio. And probably, probably, I would spend a two-hour show just going through all of the issues... Uh, with what's happening in America, yeah, and the reason why walk away is important to the to the to the dialogue of American politics, right? I think his point on um, you know we got to take back our freedom, our our rights as individuals. That is a really really important point. Yeah, yeah. and 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 speaking of taking back our freedoms, uh, I think President Donald John Trump is going to need people. Down in down in I was gonna say Springfield down in D.C. to help him continue to absolutely cl- <laughs> to clean up that absolutely. swamp and you know that's one of the reasons why um, maybe about I think it was now now three weeks maybe a month ago uh, I looked at the third congressional um, um, district and I saw an individual who's who's run there a couple times I don't even I'm not even going to say his name um, but um, he's a former Nazi guy. Still and, is. Yeah, well, Not oh, so he still, still is. is. Okay. <laughs> yep. So he still is. And I said to myself, let me look to see who's running in that race. And I looked in and I saw somebody that I've known for quite some time now. And I said to myself, self, myself said, huh? And I said, we got to get him on the show. Mike Frisalone, candidate for the third congressional district. Welcome to Black and Right. Thanks, John. Thanks, Dr. Julie. Good to see you. We just saw you a couple weeks ago. And thank you for being here. And thank you for running. <laughs> thank you. So uh, what, what, what? what what made you run, Steve? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, uh, good. That's a good question, John. Uh, I was very happy, still am happy, as the minority leader on the Will County Board. And I've been on the Will County Board for seven years now. I think we're doing a great job in the county, even though we did lose the majority this yeah. last go-around. But the 3rd District, which has been Lipinski for 36 years, first his dad, now his son. His dad was actually my park director when I was a kid. Uh, and his and his father handed him the position when he decided to retire, and then the Lipinski name uh, stayed on. Uh, 
But the other reason was is when uh, Steve Balich and myself were running as county board, we were putting out letters and in our favor and telling people not to vote for the Nazi. The Nazi ran last time. He was actually the candidate against Lipinski. And a lot of it yeah. has to do with people don't want to stand up to Lipinski. But I said, first, I have to stand up to the Nazi. We, we this, this guy cannot exist on anybody's ballot. And he got 50-some thousand votes. But was it 50-some thousand votes? 57,000 votes he got. Because there are Republicans who, you know, who if there is a Republican candidate on the ballot, who will just vote for that candidate. Right? If they don't do their research. Yeah. Right, that's why right. we tried to educate him in the last couple of weeks here about what this guy is really about, so he doesn't get those votes. So let, let, let's, let's talk about, you know, the 9,000-pound the, the gorilla in the room. Um, that's a winnable seat, should, I think Le, so. should Lipinski win, lose. But I'm seeing people all over social media saying, if you are a Republican, we need you to pull a Democrat ballot, as if you're not even in the race. Right. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, the, the thing is, is I get what they're thinking. The problem is, is, Dan Lipinski votes 93% of the time with AOC. They're on the same side of that aisle. Right. So maybe he's one issue pro-life. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-Second Amendment. Right. He isn't. What That one issue is making people cross over. I don't understand it. Yeah. We need to get the House back for the president. Those are the same people that I believe that think the president is doing a great job, and yet they're going to cross over right. and give the Dems another vote. doesn't make sense. They cannot cross over, especially in this election cycle, because... We need to make sure that you defeat that Nazi guy on our on our um, ticket. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know, I, 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 it still baffles me though, because I don't think the district is ready for AOC like AOC style politics. I mean, am I right? Or wrong? I don't live in the third district. I live in the fourteenth. Am I am I missing something about? Yeah. Well, okay. So in the last primary, there were sixty thousand votes, and she lost by two thousand votes. You know, you're, you are getting younger suburbanites, but the heart of that city there, even though it is probably a plus three Dem, it's union Democrats. It's not mm. liberal Democrats. Yeah. So if she, does, if she does move forward, that'd be great for me because I think the union Democrats will come my way. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and when you, when you uh, look, I'm 100% pro-life. I believe in being pro-life. I believe we support the pro-life candidates. I think, though, when you look at the 3rd Congressional District, we have somebody who's pro-life. We have somebody that's Second Amendment. To your point, 93%, she, he, he votes 93% with AOC. That's a huge, huge, huge number. And when you look at, looking at a district that I'm sure, and I've been told by some people who follow these type of things, that the 3rd Congressional was nowhere near on their books. But now it is. Right. Should Lipinski lose and Newman wins, Mike, that's a winnable seat for you. So what's the plan? What, 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 are, what are you guys doing to really get that message out there? What are you guys doing to, to let people know, look, the third congressional is in play, but we can't let you guys go out and vote for Lipinski? Well, and that, and that is tough. You get those Republicans that want to flop over, but we've been out to all of the organizations, all the Republican organizations. They seem pretty strong. I think... What you're seeing in a lot of that Facebook chatter is their side putting that out there and trying to talk the Republicans in. I don't think the Republicans are ready to cross over like they were last time. What, um, what is your message to the Republican voters in your district? Because our, I think number one hurdle right now is to defeat that Nazi. Right. 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 So that, that's the key in the primary. I have to win the primary first before I can go on to, to fight either uh, of the battles. But... 
the message is we've got to get this guy off the ballot. If you vote for Frizzalone, you're going to get a true Republican, yep. somebody that's been doing the job and will continue to do. And then if we get to the general, then we're going to flip the house for the president. And right. we need every seat we can get. Now, let's, let's turn to the coronavirus. Yep. What's happening in Will County? What are you guys doing to prep the people? Um, has, has government shut down in Will County as well? No, we've not shut it down. And uh, if you go to willcountyhealth.org, they're updating their site now probably every couple of hours. Last update I just see was at 1235. They're linked to every other Illinois, CDC, all those different sites so that they're keeping the information current. They have not closed down. We have no cases reported in Will County right now. Obviously, the Will County uh, schools will be closing because of the governor, uh, but they're maintaining. The one thing they have done is pretty much shut down the uh, Sunny Hill Nursing Home from visitors coming in. They're kind of keeping that. I know that the governor did that as well. But as far as standard operations, we have a primary on Tuesday. (laughs) So what they have done is they moved any of the voting locations that were near a nursing home or in a nursing home. Those have been moved, so you need to check and make sure you know where you're going to be able to vote at. All the other voting locations will still be open. We have preparations with wipes and enough pens that people could just take their pen with them, everything we can to keep the place as clean and germ-free as possible. Did, did you see this hysteria in 2009? No. Did you see, I mean, we lost. With the swine flu. We lost 12,000 people, correct, 12,000 people that lost their lives. I, I, I'm going to tell you something, Joe John. I, I just talked to my son before I came here. He's about 33, um, you know, so he's on the edge of millennials. I think, you know, with all of the shootings that we've had, with all the different things that happen, I think there is a different attitude from the younger people that they want to get ahead of stuff right away. Uh They really want to see things happen. They want stuff shut down. They're more inclined to do that. My mom, who's 90 years old, went out shopping yesterday. Well, Mom, what are you doing? She goes, I needed a few things. They're not worried about it. They've gone through these things before. But I think it's that younger crowd that is kind of driving the, a little bit of the hysteria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, I totally agree with that. And I'm, I'm, Julie and I were talking earlier about it. It's just like, I think it has a lot more to do with an election. And, and an the media opera, is feeding into it. And the media right? is definitely feeding And like they called, they said, we got, a, we got a minute left. But like they said that Trump called it a hoax. He never called the, the, no. the, the coronavirus a hoax. He said the coverage of it, the oh, way they, right. because if you if you look at it, he was talking about the the presidential impeachment. He was talking about the Mueller investigation. Oh, here's the next hoax, basically, right. of how they're going to try to take him down. Right? right? Yeah, like it's his fault. Right now, right. so where can people find you? You have a website Frizzalone for Congress dot com. You want a uh, personal email? How do you email spell that? F R I C I L O N E for Congress dot com or Frizzalone for Congress at Gmail dot com. You can get me there too. Defeat the Nazi. That's what you got to do. Defeat the Nazi. You got to push back and defeat the the, the evils of, of 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 what this person represents and what he stands for. And I, I I hope you do that. I hope I really really hope you do that. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Thank Thanks, you. John. Thanks, John. Thanks. So, wow, we got to get rid of that Nazi. I'm I sorry. Think, I'm upset. Of, I think there are a lot of people who are causing. I'm upset. You listening to Black and Right on AM five six City Answer? Hey, if you got any questions, um. 50, 57,000 Republicans voted for this Nazi in the 3rd Congressional District. We got to push back against that. We got to make sure that that doesn't happen again. You listen to the Black and White on AM560 The Answer.
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Wash your hands! Go wash your hands! Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest studio host, Julie Cho. Thanks so much for joining us. I thought I would, you know, remind the people, you know. That, my real name? No, no, no. <laughs> that, you know, you need to wash your hands. Yes. <laughs> you know, wash your hands. You know, I, I can't tell you the, num- the number of times I go into a restroom. I actually wash my hands before I use the restroom. And I wash my hands after I use the restroom. Because I've come in, I'm coming in and out. I'm shaking people's hands, and I want to go in and I wash my hands before, and I wash my hands after. Yes, that's, that's a good a idea. That's a idea, right? As soon as you sit down at the restaurant, too, you so better I, go wash your hands. Yeah, I got that song from uh, a good friend of ours, my wife and I, Sheree uh, Brown um, <laughs> from Texas. She sent that video to us, and I tell you, we just died laughing all <laughs> if you could send me that clip, I'll put it on I'll, my Facebook I'll page. I'll definitely send it to you. De- it, I felt like I was going to church for, for a minute there. So, <laughs> so um, wow, we got to defeat that Nazi. Well, you got to defeat that Nazi. Yeah, Don't I, cross over. <laughs> yeah, Trump's going to need help. And, and, and if, we can, if, you can win a, if you can win a seat that wasn't on the radar, that's now on the radar, that, that means, that means right? they now have to pour resources to a to a, uh, a area that they didn't have to even consider at at at, at one point, right? I, I think that's how we're going to um, revive the state. Yeah. Right. Speaking of reviving the state, uh, I, it's a guy who's a friend of the show. Uh, he's also a former sheriff of Lake County. Um, he's a he's right now he's running to be the U.S. Senate. He's running for, for the U.S. Senate um, seat occupied currently by. Um, uh, I was about to say something. I better not say that. <laughs> Occupied by Dick Durbin. Um, Mark Curran, welcome to Black and Right. And not Ed Curran this time. No. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Hi, Julie. Hi. So, Mark, okay, you know, we got, okay, we got, I got a couple of subjects I want to I wanna, uh, hit with you. The first one I want to talk about, from a public safety perspective and everything that's going on with the coronavirus, what, what, what's, how, what can you tell people from a public safety perspective of some of the decisions? Like you see what Pritzker's doing, you see what uh, the city of Champaign's basically taking martial law into their own hands. Uh, what what's some of the things that people should be look to look out for when it comes to a sheriff maybe one day come knocking on their door? Yeah, so um, we know that that campuses, whether it's a high school or even more so a college campus, when you have something like this, it spreads like crazy because they're all in such close contact, you know, with dorms and frat houses and sororities and what have you. So, you know, that's probably a logical thing that they're doing, um, you know, satellite and that they're uh, conducting classes over the web and what have you. Some of this, though, is, you know, to me, it's uh, what, what I think is wrong is that there's no debate. Right. I mean, it's just like the government is just shoving everything down our throats. And yeah. I mean, our government, whether it's the state or, or the federal, I mean, you know, you, Congress, the Senate didn't have any debate or anything. They yeah. just gave a package, and uh, and that was it. So, the sheriff is a constitutional officer, and I've always felt that that your primary job is to uphold the Constitution. And, like, let's take for example, 
Klitschker says that we're not going to have a crowd of 500 people. Right. Well, I'm sorry. There's a right to assemble. It's First Amendment. That's right. So if you want to infringe upon my our right to assemble, it doesn't belong to you, government. It belongs to us. Um, then you have to show, one, a compelling interest. Yeah. And two, you have to show that you're... Um, you're infringing in the in the manner, the least intrusive manner possible. That's what what's would required. To, what would happen to somebody yeah. if they? What what would happen to a church that says has over a thousand people, and they show the the congregants show up? What would happen? Uh, so they would send for you, me as right? a sheriff, yeah, yeah. For me as a sheriff, I wouldn't enforce that law. There's no way. Yeah, you know, there's there's no way on earth. And then you look at, um, you know, exactly. I mean, the, the churches are closing down, so there there is. I guess there, you know, the groups that are at risk are 80 years of age or older. I mean, the average age of death is 80, so somewhere in that, or a compromised system. And um, you know, I think that we have to be concerned about the, the fact that the markets have spun in the wrong direction, and that small businesses are getting hurt. And, you know, maybe small businesses that go out of business, and, and that um, how are we going to pay for all this? You know, the government's going to send everybody home to stay in their houses and then just cut them checks. And then, I mean, for you to tell a business that they can't work, um, then it's a taking under the Fifth Amendment, the takings clause. Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment is applicable to the states. So you have to compensate them for that. Wow. So if you start doing that, then then they're going to have lawsuits. And from my perspective, I'm a constitutional lawyer. I absolutely believe they're, they're entitled to compensation, 100%. So what's the dollar cost going to be of this? And right. nobody's nobody's debating anything. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, um, you know, there's bigger questions. And are there other ways to handle this than just the whole world quarantining? I mean, it's just. I, I, That's the way we're handling me, it. John, part of it, is a, part of it is a pagan response. Yeah. So since we are on the topic of health care, I had a question. Um, if elected as a U.S. senator, uh, what would be your plan to um, combat the idea, Democrats' idea of uh, Medicare for all? Do you have a, do you, a, a health care policy in mind? Right. So I've put a lot of ideas out there. And as you know, legislation is not, you know, you walk in with your treatise on health care and you say that, you know, the, uh, here, everybody, I'm, I, I wrote this. Uh, let's pass it now. It's not the way legislation works. But, you know, ideas that I've had are, one, that we shouldn't be posting the costs uh, of treatment and, you know, whether it's a surgery or what have you. It shouldn't be this uh, cost that nobody can tell you but what Trump it is. But Trump is doing that already, part. right? He started, he's, he's asked to do that, but they don't do that. Now um, the hospitals are mandated to do that. Um, the hospitals are mandated to tell you if you have, so my son just had a knee surgery. He didn't get any estimate. He didn't, wasn't told the cost in advance. He had it this past week. So I don't, I know that they were, you know, discussing it, but, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm not aware of any mandate that says that they have to tell you the cost of treatment in advance. Hey, Sheriff, Sheriff. Okay. Now, yeah. you know, the pathway to winning, any statewide seat in Illinois is through Chicago, Cook County. What's your plan right. to win that that twenty to twenty five percent? What are you doing to, to win over the, the people of Chicago, Cook County? So there's a couple things, John. You know, I, I'm the only one that's run for office successfully 
previously, and in 2010, 2014, and 2018, I was the highest Republican vote-getter of anyone on the ballot. Uh, I beat all other Republicans by about 30,000 votes this last cycle in Lake County, which is the third largest county, and I would argue the second bluest county in the state of Illinois. So, you know, these people say they're going to do this, and they say they're going to do that, and they have no record for having done any of it, and I'm the only one that does. And all the papers in this area, um, everywhere in the state that's endorsed has endorsed me, but the Chicago Tribune, the Chicago Sun-Times, the Daily Herald, they all endorse me. They don't even discuss the other candidates. You know, the Sun-Times said, he's our choice, he's an excellent choice. So, you know, you're right. I mean, if you're going to win, you got to win in Chicago and you got to win in, in, in the suburbs. And right. I, I have a play for that. You know, I think that people vote their pocketbooks. I have the economic ideas that I put out there with regards to helping small businesses. And um, a lot of it is what President Trump has already put forward, but he hasn't been able to sell it in this area. And I think, you know, part of it is it's, it's very blue and, and um, hey, hey, Mark, he hasn't been able to I, I, I got a question for you. I want you to answer in 15 seconds. Then I want you to tell me, tell the yeah. people where they can find, um, you know, where, where all these plans are. You got a website, Facebook. But okay. tell us tell us one thing most people don't know about you that has nothing to do with politics. Oh, <laughs> so, I played, so I, I played college golf on a, on a scholarship and, and I played golf in college and tried to uh, one time thought I could, you know, be playing on uh, on the weekends and chase that. What's your handicap? Right now, five. <laughs> so tell the people where they can find uh, you. What website, Facebook page? So uh, electcurrent.com or you know it's it's Sheriff Curran for uh, for Illinois. All, all of the social media uh, we're on. You know we have a Twitter, uh, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. We're, we're out there everywhere. All right. The web is electcurrent.com. Thank you, John. Thank hey. you, Julie. Great. Thank talking you. Y'all. There you have it, Mark Curran, candidate U.S. Senate, defeat Dick Durbin. You listen in the yes, right. You listen in the black and right with John Anthony and Julie Show. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. You tune in the black and right on AM560 the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside my guest co-host today, Julie Cho. Hi, hi. You having fun? Very much. We're we're already halfway through the second hour. Are you hour. sure you you don't want to have me as your permanent? Oh, co-host? look at you! <laughs> oh, you see that? Oh, half daddy, you hear her? You hear Julie? Yeah. Oh no, Julie. I'm running your show. I hear everything. Oh, you do. You do. I, did, you, wait, is that the voice of God? <laughs> For a second, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> so, I think. Um, I think the, the the this U.S. Senate race here in Illinois is going to be it's going to be it's going to be it's going to come down to I think Peggy Hubbard, Mark Kern, and Dr. Tom Tarter. I think it's going to come down, and I think it's going to be who wins the southern part of the state and who wins the collar counties and all that. I think that's that's that'll decide who wins that U.S. Senate. You know, I think um, it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you that. That's all. I, that's all. That's all I got for you. Um, but, but this, this virus, this coronavirus, um, I want, I really wanted to get it from perspective of people who are on the front line of it, front lines of it, you know, um, and when I, when I reached out to you, you said, well, I got somebody we can talk to. 
We can Very tell. Good one too. Yeah, you had, actually you had two, but one of them was a LaSalle. I mean LaSalle Lake County. Lake County board member Dick Barr. Dick, welcome to Black and Right on the M five sixty. The answer. Thanks, Dick. Mr. Barr. Hi, hi guys. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, so let's talk about Corona. What's going on with it? Is it is should we be afraid? Should we lock? Should we just all lock ourselves in the house and never come back out until the, the virus stock up is on not? toilet papers? <laughs> well, absolutely not. Of course, we shouldn't be. Uh, uh, there should be no hysteria or panic about this. However, what we see with the toilet paper, Julie, is what's interesting <laughs> is in the beginning, it was the hoarders hoarding the toilet paper. And now it's just the regular people defending against the hoarders, not the virus. <laughs> <laughs> and they're reselling this stuff. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're reselling this stuff, too. Oh, that might be the reason why they're hoarding it and stocking up. So what do we do? What do we do? I mean, do, do we live in fear or do we continue to live our lives as is? Mr. Barr? You know, I think this, I think it's got to be like a, a happy compromise, right? No, we don't want everyone to live in fear. We don't want the hysteria or the panic. Um, but at the same time, we've got to address some common sense, everyday principles to, to help stop and slow the spread. If, if we look at um, uh, countries like uh, China and Italy and Spain that are having hyperbolic um, uh, communication of the disease and which are overrunning their health facilities, we don't want that to happen here, right? So right. if we can just reasonably slow down the spread and work together and eliminate uh, groups larger than 250 and 1,000 in certain circumstances, if it's outdoors, um, then we can slow down that spread and not overrun our healthcare systems. Right. Did you see what, what, what they're doing in Champaign? They've basically given themselves martial law uh, in the city of Champaign where they can basically take over your home. They can stop the sale, um, the ban the sale of ammunition. Uh, L- Lake County's not going to go. Sounds like. North Korea. <laughs> um, Lake County's not going to go anywhere near that um, type of um, declarations, are they? So I'll, I'll be honest with you. We haven't yet seen the declaration. There was a declaration signed uh, of emergency signed yesterday. Obviously, that would not be the intent, and, and nor do we uh, want that. That That's just a ridiculous over... Um, and I'm hoping it's an over-exaggeration of what actually happened in uh, Champaign. No, it's actually that's not the case. It's actually that's that's that that was with some of the, um, the some of the language that was passed in in the in the city of Champaign. I used to live there. I used to be a cop there. Huh. So uh, that was some of the language in their um, declaration and I, an ordinance. It's an ordinance, I should say. They they created an ordinance to basically say um, we're going to tell you what to do with your life. Uh, I think I think there, there there may be some unconstitutional things to wow, do. Wow, that, that is that's, something that happens in North yeah. Korea. It, we say that again. That is something that happens in North Korea, not in America. So so what so what is Lake County doing right now to to combat it though? What is is there anything on the docket that uh, any meetings where people can come in and listen? Or oh, I guess there's, there are, they can't come into any meetings, right? Well, actually, technically they can. So um, uh, the um, yesterday the, the disaster declaration was uh, issued by the chair, um, and luckily there's no language like you just mentioned in the in the proclamation. It's mostly to give us the ability to respond to certain issues quickly um, and talk about the idea of being able to do some telecommuting or video conferencing to have some decisions made. Is it- the our meeting will be Monday okay. at uh, 3 p.m. Uh-huh. on the Lake County Board, and that's to discuss. So the uh, disaster proclam- proc- excuse me, proclamation is a seven-day proclamation, and we will be discussing whether or not to extend that automatically 
Um, currently, as written, they're asking for 45 days, but I'll be asking to that number to be reduced until the next scheduled board meeting, which will probably be closer to a 20-day oh. um, proclamation. Wow. So is, uh, you got ten, 20 seconds to answer this question. Is there anything that's being done for a lot, like a lot of these parents who are single mothers and single fathers and with these schools closing across the state, are you guys doing anything to help parents out there with dealing with these kids? So that is not yet something we've discussed. It is something we will discuss. And I strongly recommend um, the uh, president had put some uh, provisions in their disaster uh, declaration for on, the, on the national level uh-huh. to help parents uh, to receive income when they do have to stay home with their kids who are out of school. All right. There you have it. Dick Bart, Lake County, Dick Barr, Lake County board member. Thanks so much for joining Thank Black and Right. Got to have you on again. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, we're taking day. a break. While we do, head to the Black and Right Facebook page. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Tell us what you think of the show. We'll be right back with more Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside Dr. Julie Cho. Ah, we're 15 minutes away from this show ending, Julie. Yeah, it went by. It went by really, really fast. Um, You know, we just talked with um, one U.S. Senate candidate. um, What's his name? Uh, Mark Curran. Mark Mark Curran. I had a brain fart. (laughs) Hoff Daddy, don't do it to me. It happens once in a while. Okay. (laughs) I had a brain fart. Sorry. Sorry. but, you know, the next, I, I, I think, like I told you, it's going to be an interesting race. Indeed. Um, one of the reasons, um, Dr. Tom Totter, who's also a U.S. Senate candidate, um, joins us on the show. Dr. Tom Totter? Hi, John. How Welcome, are you? I'm well. Welcome to Black and White. Hi, Julie. Hi. Now, Dr. Totter, you're a doctor. So what's going on with this coronavirus? Should, okay, we, be, should so we fear this? I, yeah. Well, we have to have enough anxiety to pay our bills, don't we? So uh, we have enough anxiety to keep ourselves safe. We don't have to panic, but we have to uh, take personal responsibility for our health. And, um, yeah, we need to follow the rules. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I disagree uh, with the previous senatorial candidate. I, I agree with uh, what Governor Pritzker has done. Uh-huh. Uh, this has to be a, this has to be a time of national emergency when uh, we are not involved in partisan politics. We have to come together. The Congress has to come together to pass a financial package. Um, and you know the, the local jurisdictions are really responsible for the health and safety of uh, of the people in their communities. So you know that's the townships, the cities, the counties. And uh, people just need to um, follow what their local officials yeah. are are recommending. Yeah. So I'm. I'm and it's I'm, not that complicated. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pose the same question that I posed to uh, Sheriff Kern. Uh, as you know, sure. to win the to win statewide, normally a Republican has to win anywhere between twenty to twenty three percent of the Chicago Cook right. County vote. What's your plan to win some of that vote? I mean, how, how, how will you go about um, 
securing that 20 to 25% um, total in the cook. That is against Durbin, right? right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your plan? Okay, so, so look, there's a perfect storm brewing for the nominee of the Republican Party. And that storm includes a red wave. I don't know how big it's going to be, but it's going to sweep through the heartland and to some degree through Illinois. Some Democrats aren't going to show up to the polls. We know if Sanders doesn't get the nomination, but his, many of his supporters aren't going to show up and vote. Yeah. The third thing is the president is polling better in minority communities than any recent Republican president. And finally, Willie Wilson has decided to get into the race as an independent. Yes. U.S. Senator to deny Dick Durbin that large voting block. Uh-oh. I've been to South Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, did a, I did a clean up Chicago. We picked up six tons of trash. And I'll tell you, to a person, everyone in that neighborhood, that dangerous neighborhood who walked by these white people picking up trash said, thank you. Wow. And, and Pastor Brooks made a very good point. Just show up. That's it. So and and, and this is a very, me. very important question. Personal. Yeah, go ahead. To me. So, what is your uh, what is your healthcare policy uh, going to look like against okay. this, this Medicare for all? It's detailed. Right. It's not just oh shucks, I'll go to Congress and work with other congressmen. It is a detailed plan. It's on my website. But, but in a nutshell, if you could share in a nutshell, in a in nutshell, the next, in a nutshell, twenty seconds, right? We need we need transparency in pricing, both for providers and for um, the insurance company. The deals that they make. The insurance companies make with large provider groups are carefully guarded secrets. We don't know the value of our health care dollars. We also need regulatory relief. We spend $34 billion a year on non-essential regulations that have nothing to do with patient safety and health care. We need to expand the use and dollar amounts of health savings accounts, let the people use their money for what they want. We have to pool insurance, we have to pool risk among small businesses so that they can qualify for the same tax breaks and discounts that larger employers and unions get. There are many details in this that can actually reduce the cost of health care. And the truth is, Julie, I want the Republican Party to lead on reducing the cost of health insurance and health care for all Americans and not surrender to socialized medicine. We don't need to spend 18% of our GDP on health care. Wow. So so, so here's a question. That's my nutshell. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to pose a question, and then I also want you to be able to tell the people where to find you. So, you know, email addresses or uh, websites. Um, tell some. We know where you stand on the political issues, but what is one thing most people don't know about you that doesn't have anything to do with politics? Most people know, don't know that my wife and I just couldn't have children for many years as long as we tried. And it was the typical heartbreaking story of an infertile couple. And we then took a long time out after some domestic adoption attempts failed. And we adopted all of our boys from Russia, a country with a very high abortion rate. Yeah. So um, people say, oh, what a wonderful thing you did. But the fact is, those adoptions saved our lives, too. Amen. And that's something that people well, don't know sharing. about it. Wow. So wow. where can people find you? That, you? You just pulled the heartstrings. But where can people find you? Website, uh, Facebook? Um, Facebook. Um, uh, my campaign is on Facebook. You can get to the page by going to my website at drcarter.com, B-R-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. All right. There you have it, Dr. Yeah. Tom. Thank you. Go ahead. You got one more? All right. There you have it, Dr. Tom Totter, candidate for U.S. Senate. Thank you so much for joining Thank Black you, and Red. Hey, no problem, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. All right. Appreciate it.
All right, we got one last segment, Julie, and that's it. Mike, I I got I see that you're holding on. Uh, I'll get you as soon as we come back. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside... Dr. Julie. Okay, you want Dr. Julie. (laughs) Dr. Julie Cho. That's it. That's pretty much the um, show. Yeah, it is. I am not moving. I am not leaving. Before we go to your friend, Danielle, I'm going to take Mike from Yorkville. Mike, you said that this has nothing to do with what? I don't believe, uh, well, you brought up the city of Champaign, how their board had given power authority to the mayor to go ahead and you know, cancel the alcohol sales and, and stop the gun shops from being able to sell. And, you know, I, I think it's almost like it goes back to the old Rahm Emanuel saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, it's true. These people are willing to go ahead and stretch their abilities to see how much the, their particular style of government can start to usurp rights or prevent them or manufacture something. And I think a lot of this hype that we see... Uh-huh. I mean, yes, I believe coronavirus is highly contagious. Yeah. Highly deadly. Yeah, I don't take believe it serious. So. Take it serious. I, I believe you that. Take, take this serious. serious. Wash your hands just like if it's a flu. But the problem is, if they want to use us, we're using people's ignorance and lack of self-responsibility and pushing upon people to lose their rights. Yeah. That's what it was about. Right. All right. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Appreciate you. Now, we're going to go to Danielle. Danielle is your friend, Julie. So. She's a friend of mine. Hey, Danielle. She helped me with my campaign. She helped you? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to I, Black and Right. Thanks so much. So I, I, I saw that you had something like chemists in your She's background. a very, very intelligent person. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Julie. So, 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 I mean, I think we've beat this coronavirus today in so many different ways. But give, it, give us uh, something as far as when it comes to... Um, the, the chemistry aspect of what's going on with this virus is it, because I've heard it's mutated, right? You know, I really can't speak to that. I don't know any of the technical aspects uh-huh. of the virus. Um, what I can speak to is just something that many of your guests have said in the past is just common sense. And I think that we've scared the population into this hysteria because we're, we're failing in our messaging to say, okay, yeah, it's serious, but 80% of the people are going to be fine. There are going to be 20% of the people who get really sick. And if you just use proper hygiene, you'll be okay. And then do some hygiene education with television commercials and social media. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you would think that, I mean, going back to kindergarten when you were taught, you know, just basically to, to, to wash your hands. Uh, that people, they, you see them buying so much toilet paper with with, with a respiratory um, virus and not enough soap and, <laughs> and well, hand sanitizer. That makes me think that we've communicated that, in fact, if you buy toilet paper, there is a direct correlation and causation to ridding yourself of coronavirus or preventing any contamination. So there's where our messaging has gone awry. Right. So, hey, 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 hey um, Danielle, I actually, um, Julie and I were talking. I want to have you come into and do a um, couple of segments on the show where we talk about um, this aspect. She said, um, Julie already said that you you would do it. 
<laughs> right? Thanks, Julie. Maybe you should start paying yes. me instead of me paying you for compliments. <laughs> hey, but but thanks so much for calling Black and Right, but I definitely want to have you back on, okay? I'd love to come All on, All right, John. thank you. Thank you. All right, Julie. Talk to you later. Thank Bye-bye. You. Julie, that's going to do it. We're basically 54 Yay. seconds away from the close. You know, I want to thank um, Casey for Senate, Brandon Straka from Walkaway, um, Mike Frisalone, candidate for the 3rd Congressional, Mark Kern, candidate for U.S. Senate, uh, Dick Barr, Lake County board member, and Dr. Tom Tarter for calling And don't in forget Jake Kinsler. Oh, and Jake Kinsler. I forgot all about Jake Kinsler. Uh, thank you so much for joining uh, me in the studio. Thanks I for really having me. I really appreciate it. It's I been hope, an honor. I hope you had a good time. Very much. Hey, very guys, much. this is a show where if you listen to, I want to give a different perspective of, of, of politics, race, and culture. And I hope we did that this week. And I, another thing that I wanted to, I want people to understand that it's okay to think differently. It's okay. It's okay to disagree. I'm an Asian female immigrant. It's, it's okay to, to vote for Trump to support them, but it's okay to be black and right. See you next week.